everybody, what is going on? I hope everyone is doing well, and welcome back once more to a brand new episode of Sweeten Up Podcast, season number three, episode number 98. I am your host, Jeff Spencer, and thank you so much for taking some time to join me today. I greatly appreciate it, whether you have for multiple seasons, an entire year, or you are today for the first time. Thank you so much for joining us. However, if you are just joining us for the first time, take a look back at our library of 97 episodes anytime you want, anywhere you listen to your podcast, just search Sweeten Up Podcast. As always, if you like what you hear on the podcast today and you want to hear more, please be sure to tell all your friends and subscribe to the show anywhere you get your podcasts so that you never miss a future episode. The podcast is available on all major podcast platforms, and you can find us on Instagram and Facebook. Just search for Sweeten Up Podcast. With that being said, today's episode is part two of my two-part conversation with the great and powerful Bob Florence. Bob Florence is the founder and co-owner of Maromi, a company based in beautiful, coastal, southeastern Connecticut, creating handcrafted seasonings based on traditional fermentation techniques, using koji and our natural microbiome to transform a variety of local ingredients into unique sauces, seasonings, and condiments. As a chemist, Bob has had a lifelong passion for making stuff. Having lived and worked throughout the U.S., Mexico, and Asia, Bob left the corporate world and settled in Mystic, Connecticut to mindfully slow down and focus on developing unique, handcrafted seasonings including soy sauce, miso, and fermented hot sauces. Bob also studied the art of shoyu making under the guidance of his mentors at Chiba Shoyu in Japan. So without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, here he is one more time, my friend and part two of my two-part conversation with one of the most interesting guys around, the great Bob Florence. journey is super cool you know you were already doing all these really awesome things traveling all over you know working on cars and then you go from that to working on things that are environmentally you know friendly and and everything like that and then now you're over here in this area of connecticut doing wonderful work with these handcrafted seasonings and everything and and it's it's so awesome and i found out about yourself because my friends uh steven forgione who i went to um high school with and then of course now his lovely wife gail uh they're tremendous individuals and of course owners of finney's here in newtown who were on season one of sweeten up podcast and i had such a blast chatting with them because it was right when they opened their store and um i haven't been there in a little bit um unfortunately so much going on but i plan on getting there back there soon and one of the more uh you know one of the last times i was there or one of the more um, you know infrequent times I was there, unfortunately, was Steve telling me all about Maromi and everything that you were doing, and he was showing me your fermented hot sauces, and I was like, man, this is so cool. And I remember I grabbed some, I tried it, absolutely incredible. So I know you highlighted on um, soy sauce and everything, but talk to me about how you go through the process of making your fermented hot sauce. Sure, sure. Well, thanks, yeah. Steve and Gail are just tremendous, uh, tremendous people. And uh, I love Finney's. It's just a gem so cute. of a it's store. Little, uh, yeah, it's, a, it's, it's amazing. No, the things that they've curated in terms of their incredible. suppliers and, and all of the, the different things that you can find in their stores from, from chocolate to, 
to to meet their meat case is incredible and we're really really proud to be you know on the shelf in in finney so if, if any of the listeners out there are in the area definitely worth a stop and i'm glad you are um, too i mean you are in a lot of different stores i saw your website you're in endless amounts of stores but i'm so glad you are uh very close to me over in newtown <laughs> thanks yeah yeah we're we're over 40 stores nationally now probably yeah that's a lot closer that's to 50 awesome. now which is quite a it's quite a few yeah 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 that's awesome so we're um we're actually going to be in the new um john george uh effort down in seaport i uh, saw that how is that how was that yeah. i saw you guys go down there what was that like john george is tremendous so yeah so he's um he's he's um got a new venture that's called the tin building by Jean George. It's yeah. at the old Fulton fish market. And, um, so it's three floors of, uh, of culinary fun. So the first floor is like mainly restaurants and, you know, from fine dining to grab and go to coffee and, uh, boulangerie to sushi. So it's, it's kind of everything you find on the, on the food and dining side. And then the second floor is all, um, retail specialty retail so there's all sorts of um here are curated finds to um of of different uh different culinary treats and ingredients and things and so i was approached over a year ago to uh to have to be able to submit product to wow um to get into the store and then we we were able to pass muster and we're we're going to (laughs) be on the shelf with a broad variety of our products when uh, when that opens and it should be opening pretty shortly here like um, sometime in july hopefully so we're excited about that and we'll definitely head back down when when they're open so just uh it's an amazing amazing food culinary destination yeah no that almost it almost reminds me of one of my favorite places uh italy um i love going to italy's and and stuff because it you know if you got food you got the product and everything like that so it almost kind of reminded me of that but that's super cool. I mean, John George, you know, you know, what an awesome guy, what a legend. And that must be, that must be really awesome for you guys. So that's great. Yeah. It's it's awesome for me too, but it's also full circle because when we were living in Shanghai, we loved to eat at, uh, John George on the Bund, um, <laughs> one of his, one of his properties. And it was just a beautiful, beautiful there you setting go. with amazing food. And uh, wow. we had, a, we had a chance to actually meet John George back uh, back when we were living in shanghai when he came out to do his menu so so yeah that's all fun that's awesome yeah definitely i'm a huge so i'm a big hot sauce. hot sauce guy my girlfriend loves hot sauce so i gotta hear about these this fermented hot sauce because it is incredible we were obsessed i'm gonna I'm continue you know i'm gonna continue to buy it so talk to thank me. you this is great so, stuff. So yeah so so hot sauce so i turn most of my yard into garden as i mentioned so i but the idea was to convert uh, all my lawn into food and flowers. So I grow a lot of peppers and I focus on cayenne peppers because I, I like the flavor profile of cayennes. Um, so they're hot, but they're not too hot and they're not like blow your head off hot They're And they've got this really interesting flavor profile where they're uh, really fruity on the front end. And then the heat gradually builds and then uh, the heat kind of goes away. And so you're not stuck with, you know, a mouthful of just heat um, that kind of burns your taste buds for whatever's coming next. So I, so I like that profile a lot. And as I'm getting into fermentation, it's kind of natural to take uh, an overabundance of peppers and say, well, what, what can we do with these? So the fermented cayenne pepper hot sauce is, is based on uh, a lacto ferment. So it's, it's um, no koji involved in this. It's just 
straight lacto-fermented cayenne peppers and then blended with a vinegar blend um, and then bottled. So it's a pretty simple type of hot sauce. I've had complaints, Jeff, that it's not hot enough, but I, that's not oh, what really? I was going for. Yeah. I'm I, not it's much not... of a heat guy. So maybe you found a, a good match with me because I'm, um, I like a little burn, but I don't like my face to totally burn off where I can't taste the food or, and what I'm eating. So I actually really enjoyed it for that. Thank you. Yeah. Well, that's, that's what I was going for was a, was a flavor profile that accentuated your food kind of, you know, built on what you were trying to do and help you create um, layers of flavor, not bury it and just burn your taste buds out. So, and so that's where the, you know, the birth of that hot sauce came from. And so hot sauce will continue to make that. I've now have um, five local farms growing cayenne peppers for me. Um, and I grow them myself. So we've got, um, you know, real good supply chain built. So I'm going from, you know, basically no supply chain to having a pretty robust local supply chain of pepper growers, which is fantastic. <laughs> so this year, I think I can increase production. We just sold out of the 2021 hot sauce uh, a little over a week ago now. Um, so, so we made quite a bit. That's um, what I had. That was tremendous. Thank you. And then uh, sold sold out of that batch. So we're now growing peppers. We'll start harvesting at the end of July in August and then get them fermented and then start bottling up right toward the end of August, early September. So we'll have that back on on the uh, on the menu um, and available in our shop. So so, yeah, so that's kind of where the hot sauce came from now, because we also make so much cayenne peppers and my partner James Wayman likes to uh, likes to uh, create culinarily. He also asked what what would happen if we just fermented the the cayenne peppers in with the maromi um, as Ooh. we're making soy sauce, and so so we um, I like where this is headed. <laughs> so we actually started to um, ferment cayenne peppers with you know as you make soy sauce uh, co ferment. Um, so we came up with a product called chili maromi, which is absolutely delicious. Oh man. Um, so it's, it's, it's a uh, non-pressed soy sauce. And, uh, so interesting, I'm going to give you a little bit of a side here too, because when I was in sure. Japan and, um, all these big vats and barrels of maromi that we're looking at, we're also dipping in and tasting them as we go along. And I was asking my hosts. It's like, why don't you just sell Maromi? Because it's really delicious. And it's like, well, it's, you know, it's not really traditional soy sauce. So we extract it. Mm. Um, and I was like, but the Maromi is really good. And so I kind of got it in my head of just, you know, making something that wasn't pressed and refined. It was just a raw, raw Maromi type of product. And so Chili Maromi is born from that experience and James uh, Wayman's conversation around what would happen if we added cayennes to that ferment. And so you can find chili maromi. It's on our website as well. Um, it's a delicious condiment. I think. Is that sort of like chili crisp? Uh, no, it's okay. totally different. Okay. Um, okay, Because okay. I know the chili crisp craze has been wild and that's also Steve, uh, Steve Forgione put me on to that too. I'm sure if, if you guys had, it, it would have been that instead of what, what it was that he he had me get but i i know that got really popular during the pandemic so i just figured i'd ask like is that what it is but definitely let me know exactly what it is for sure 
Yeah, chili crisp is a you know more of an oil garlic, also right. some fermented beans in there as well. Gotcha. Um, but there's a lot of different varieties of that. But okay. um, chili maromi is uh, like I said, it's soy sauce right. fermented with uh, cayenne peppers, and so you got this really nice flavor profile that goes from umami that deep deep umami flavor that you get from soy sauce right and then the fruity slow heat build of cayenne peppers nice to round out a really nice uh flavor profile and so what i like it on is um you know throw a couple tablespoons in, into a braise so if you want to you know braise a pork belly or um you know some uh some sort some meat uh some beef whatever your whatever your interest is you know or throw it in some tofu and stir fry it it's just wonderful i um i like to kind of slather on a burger and just throw it on the grill is another area so you get you get umami you get heat you've got a just a a, a really nice flavor profile that comes out of that that i really enjoy so yeah so give it a try yeah, no, definitely, definitely want to. And, you know, another question I had about your soy sauce is, um, you know, it's hard to find sauces and seasonings that don't have high sodium, uh, you know, or contain potassium chloride, which is a salt substitute, um, with, but, you know, it's still terrible for people who have heart conditions. And I know a bunch of people who are in that situation that are always looking for um, a good soy sauce. What could you say about yours in regards to that is, is uh, with, with people that have low sodium, um, well, that need that low sodium that that deal with issues like that would would Romy be good for them or what could you say about? No, that? I know I I actually Jeff I make no health claims at all on anything, yeah yeah anything that I'm doing. Um, so so yeah, so I'd say if you're if you're don't like salt, um, soy sauce is loaded with salt. Yeah. Um, so I mean, there are low sodium soy sauces out there, but they just right. substitute. So low sodium means it doesn't stay preserved very well so they add sodium benzoate which is a preservative which also you may not want to eat right so you know it's kind of uh i would say use less so if you're salt intolerant then gotcha. you're gonna have to use less salt and you're gonna have to use less soy <laughs> sauce so that's that's the only thing you can do really gotcha. um but i but i'm not i'm not going out for health claims i'm not going out for um you know gluten-free or low sodium or gut health or any of those, any of those types of claims. What I'm all about, Jeff, is really trying to make the best, most flavorful soy sauce possible. That's awesome. And so one of the ways that we do that is I use whole beans so that versus industrial soy sauce use soy grits. So when soybeans are harvested, the oils extracted and soybean oil goes into cooking oil markets or industrial markets. Gotcha. And what's left over is grits. And then most soy sauce, you know, large volume soy sauce is made out of that grit, which is the protein content that's left over after you extract the oil. So if you make whole soybean soy sauce, you have more flavor components to play with because you're not throwing out the lipids. The lipids can then be converted into ketones and esters and other flavor components that add fruit and floral notes to soy sauce that you don't get in industrial soy sauces and so what i was going for when i when i was learning the craft and learning how to make soy sauces making soy sauce that has that full bounty of flavor profile that uh, that you can get out of a soy sauce a very craft oriented soy sauce versus a single note kind of industrial soy sauce so that's that's what i'm all about it's just flavor 
That's awesome. No, that's great. I, I had to ask just because I, I know I had some friends who were very interested in trying, but of course, moderation is key, um, as you said, and I, I couldn't agree more. And uh, I, I love the vision. I love the vibe of just, hey, you know, I'm out here just trying to make the best, you know, most flavorful, enjoyable soy sauce I possibly can. Um, you know, and, and I, and I love it. I, I love the energy, Thanks, uh, Jeff. everything you have going on is great. Um, definitely a company that I, I love to support because, you know, it's all about the craft. It's all about the love, the dedication, everything like that. I mean, I was listening to, you know, the most recent show you were on and you were saying how, you know, at the start you didn't want to stay away more than an hour from what you were doing because you, you wanted to check up on it and make sure you were doing it right. So you're a real man of passion, and we love that here on the podcast, so that's great. Thanks, Jeff. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I get more sleep now, though. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. You know, a couple more things, uh, and then we'll wrap up. And, and thank you so much again, uh, Bob Florence of, of Maromi Shoyu, and, and thank you. I uh, really appreciate this opportunity to get to chat and pick your brain. And one of those things is, you know, I heard you uh, recently talking about how you love a good challenge. Well, what's been the most challenging thing about what you've been doing so far with Maromi? And I guess on that same note, uh, what has been, you know, the best part about what you're doing? What is something you really enjoy and that you, you really get, you know, you, at the end of the day, you, you sort of smile with what you're doing. Yeah, I think um, that's a good question. The challenges, there's, there's a lot of challenges, kind of changes as, um, as the business has evolved. So, you know, originally it was technical challenges of just figuring out, you know, how do you, how do you do this? Um, but that's, it's a challenge, but it's also, if you like challenges, it's, it's also engaging and intriguing and for me, kind of motivating. Right. So it's like, Oh, wow, this is really interesting. Yeah. So, so the, the idea is that as you do things, um, so I learn a lot by doing, um, so it's kind of like, just do it and not to steal somebody else's tagline, but um, as you do things, you learn how to ask questions because if you haven't done anything, you don't know what questions to ask. So I think, you know, for any listeners out there, whatever your passion is, if you just start, um, you're going to come up with all sorts of questions and then find people that can help you and guide you. I think that's one of the, one of the interesting challenges of, of learning a, a trade or craft. And then, you know, on the more pragmatic side is, um, you know, packaging is an interesting challenge for foods in general. It's like, what do you put stuff in? So if it makes stuff, it has to go in something. So I was going to say your packaging yeah. on that note is incredible. Um, Thank you. Your bottles are aesthetically pleasing, as they say. Oh, my God, I can't even say it right. Aesthetically pleasing. It's a hard one. Yeah, the, yeah. Bottles, the bottles have that. And, and not only that, but your logo, your branding, absolutely world-class. It was just something I, I was going to mention next, so I'm glad you brought it up. Oh, thanks. Well, I'll give a shout-out to my uh, my friend and artist, Sean Spellman uh, Westerly, nice. who uh, who did the artwork and the logo design. So he's just uh, a wonderful guy and a great friend. Um, so, you know, credit there. The bottle design itself, I, I went through a lot of different bottle manufacturers to come up and find what I what I like. And I, I like, you know, of, of everything that I like, I like the cap design because the dispensing of the product is really important to me. So you don't want it to like ooze all over everything. The, the way that cap was designed, it it's um, it's really can be dispensed in a pretty controlled manner without dribbling down your arm or your you know, where you don't want it. So, so I like that. So thanks for, thanks for the feedback, but 
that was a challenge just figuring out packaging. Um, and so, and so what keeps me motivated every day is I like, like I said, early on is I like making stuff. So for me to go to work and be able to, and have the privilege of being able to make things and just, um, you know, I kind of get lost as I, you know, you lose track of time as you go and make things. And, um, you know, I don't, I don't know how many hundreds of times I've made Koji right now, but it's, um, it's always interesting to, to go in and through that process and then, you know, watch the barrels age and figuring out what the right flavor profile is and when to process the product. Um, it's not, not like you got an alarm clock on it. It's like, Oh, it's, it's six months. I should press that. It's like, I, I say I, I'll press a barrel when it's ready to be pressed. And that means I'll press a barrel when it tastes right. <laughs> you have that feeling. You get you yeah. that, that gut feeling where you just, you, you know, you know, at this point, you know what's going on. <laughs> yeah. Not so much gut. I think it's tongue. It's, it's really, it's palate. It's kind of right. like you can tell when the flavor is got that roundness that I'm looking for. And that's, that's kind of where I'm going with this and, is and how do you get, how do you get the right flavor? How, when's it really great? Exactly. No, exactly. And, and when did exact, when, when did you start Maromi? Were you, are you, you know, during the pandemic, was it something like that? Uh, or was it prior just to that. So prior, I started, okay. I started messing around with this by back in 2016. Okay. Um, and then didn't formally start Maromi as a company I had a pre, I had a predecessor company called Haleybrook Foods that I started, but once I entered into a partnership, we rebranded as um, actually Mystic Koji LLC and Maromi brand. Um, gotcha. And so we started up the company. So yeah, so it's six years ago. <laughs> um, yeah, awesome. Was, yeah. That's great. That's great. Well, listen, Bob, thank you so much for coming on the Sweet Up podcast. I really appreciate your free time. It was so interesting. Uh, getting to know so many things that you know you're doing and everything like that. And um, I have two more questions. And one question is, talk to me real quick, well, as quick as you possibly can, or or not even, break it down if you have to, about exactly what Koji is. It was something I wanted to touch on. I know it's a type of mold, and it's super important uh, incorporating into what you do. So exactly what is it, and how do you go about producing it? Yeah, so koji is a mold. Um, commonly, common name is koji. The scientific name is Aspergillus orzai, or one of the one of the uh, varieties or species. And there's a there's a bunch of different varieties. But anyway, if you just take koji as a generic, it's a mold, and it grows on protein rich environments like soybeans. Um, and it goes back way way before soy sauce. So. Um, you know, thousands of years ago when people were harvesting beans in China, um, if you harvest a crop and you have an abundance of a crop, then you come into the problem of having to store a crop. And then if you store a crop in a really hot, humid environment like southern China, you're going to grow mold. Um, and so people eventually figured out that that, that mold was, uh, you know, making tasty soybeans and fermented soybeans. And so you go from fermented soybeans to um, to modern day soy sauce, which is, you know, a couple few thousand year journey. Uh, but anyway, that mold, what it's doing is it's feeding on soybeans. So um, koji mold injects enzymes into soybeans and those soybeans then got digested. So it's breaking down big 
protein molecules into small amino acids, which is, you know, form of digestion. So the koji is actually eating soybeans and, you know, it allows it to grow and reproduce. So that's what's happening is you're, you know, in essence, I'm an enzyme farmer. So what, what, what all that umami we're talking about with soy sauce is the result of breaking down proteins to make amino acids. And so amino acids are really tasty. Um, <laughs> and I think, I think humans, evolve, we evolved to be predisposed to have something that's easily digestible, which is a fermented protein is really easy to digest versus big complex protein molecules are make your body work a lot more and probably take more energy. So I think over human evolutionary time, we've kind of predisposed ourselves to like things like simple sugars and simple amino acids. And so in addition to breaking down proteins, Koji breaks down complex carbohydrates like starches into sugars. And so you get a combination of sugar and amino acids and you put them together. And that is the basis of, of, um, a Maillard reaction. So if you were browning a steak in a pan, that browning reaction is essentially what's going on in a barrel of shoyu in slow motion. Um, so you've got a bunch of amino acids floating around. You've got a lot of sugar floating around <laughs> and they, they marry up to create, uh, you know, a whole host of flavor molecules that we know and love as soy sauce in umami. So that's what Koji is doing. Koji is creating enzymes. I'm getting so hungry. I, mm. I got to tell you, just talking about all this. And uh, let me slip this in real quick. What do you? What's your favorite sushi? Uh, so, so, so Bob Florence. Uni. Uh, he's really hungry, and he's you know he wants to have some sushi for dinner. What's your go to? Do you have a go to? Uni. Okay. <laughs> nice. If if I were gonna eat, if I had a choice of eating only one piece of sushi i'd pick uni oh that's awesome yeah. oh my gosh and i'm and i'm sure it pairs so well with uh with Mar with your uh with your soy sauce oh my god it gosh. does the other thing i like <laughs> I, I like a pickled you know the pickled mackerel saba is really good too so, okay okay so i don't know some people don't really particularly like that one but i enjoy <laughs> that too and i love dumplings and um I'm, I'm looking are you gonna have a good you have a good sauce for dumplings right i mean soy yeah sauce, yeah soy so sauce, you, yeah but I mean, if you're if you're making if you're making dumplings and you want to dip something in there, you can make a real simple mixture and you know pick your ratio to what you like. But it's it's basically soy sauce, rice vinegar, sugar, mm. and some people throw in sake. Or, gotcha. Um, I love dumplings. I've got this weird dumpling craze going on. I don't know what it is. I just love I love dumplings. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, in all their in all their variety. Yes. yes. No. Same here. Same here. I feel like we should get together sometime and go on a food excursion. I feel like that'd be awesome. But um, but sure. no. Listen, Bob. Thank you so much. Really appreciate it. Uh, thank you, Jeff, on the show and everything like that, and uh, sharing your insight with us and everything that you're doing. And um, before you leave us, definitely one question I ask my guests right at the end before they leave, and I've done this since season one. I'm going to continue doing it, as everyone knows, listening, is, you know, I like to ask my guests, of course, if you eat pizza, because this is a pizza-related question, you know, here in Connecticut, we're known for our pizza. It's some of the best in the United States, um, constantly, year after year. So my question for my guests is, you know, what is some favorite pizza that you enjoy, whether in your area or if you're ever out in New, you know, New Haven, Connecticut? And um, on that note, considering everything that's been going on with COVID and restaurants and, and uh, the like, 
Uh, what are some restaurants you like to frequent in your area? I mean, I know you're near Mystic, Connecticut. Definitely a place people love to go to. But you're also in Stonington, which has great places. So I'm just curious to hear, where does Bob Florence like to go for pizza and for things that aren't pizza? Well, I think, number one, pizza. Um, so my partner, James Wayman, owns a couple of really nice pizza restaurants called Nana's Bakery and Pizza and Mystic. And there's another Nana's. Mm. Bakery and Pizza in Westerly. And I've heard all this. about it. I got to get out there. So you got to try their pies. <laughs> oh. I mean, they're absolutely stellar. Um, they're they're made from a sourdough pie dough. They're they're amazing. My friend Dave Vaca does an amazing job of, of building a, a really nice sourdough pizza dough. Uh, it's wonderful. And James has, has done magic with the, the ingredients that go on top. And so you can go everything from vegan pizzas to... Fully loaded bolognese, which is one of my favorites. So, so pizza, go, definitely go to Nana's. Oh. If, you're, if you're in Mystic or in Westerly or here on Bob, I hate you. You're so spoiled over there. I hate. So, you. <laughs> I think yeah, in terms of restaurants, there's so many good restaurants. I, I think, know. Oh. I think um, so. One of my favorite. Oh. One of my favorites is is uh, Shipwright's Daughter. Um, yes. David Standridge is coming to town in the last couple of years and just done an amazing job with, uh, with his, with his restaurant shipwright's daughter, highly recommended if you, if you're in town. I'm so glad you mentioned shipwright's daughter. Cause literally I think it was today or yesterday. One of my buddies, good friend of the show, chef Dan Cardos was there and he, and he shared a post on his Instagram and I was like, man, that place is so great. Um, I also like the engine room, uh, Dan Miser or, or Mazer. I hope, I hope I'm saying it right. He's a, he's a legend to me. The the restaurants he owns and has opened, um, of course, you know, Oyster Club as well with James. It's just, it's so cool. And, and Engine Room, I had one of the best meals I've ever had with my girlfriend many years ago when we first met. And we sat at the chef's table, something we'll never forget. Uh, we love going to Mystic. We always have a great time there. So that's awesome. Yeah, it's just there's so many restaurants here, too numerous to mention. Yeah. Um, <laughs> You know, if you get a, if you get a chance to dine out here, it's um, you can't you can't go wrong. I mean, you, all the all the restaurants you mentioned are just um, yeah great experiences, and I think you'll enjoy. You know, enjoy I was them all. I was wondering if you were going to say the best pizza was Mystic Pizza, <laughs> but I know that's just a a, a tourist uh, trap or a tourist destination. So, oh, well, I wouldn't I wouldn't say that. I think I think it's it's got its place, like anything. You know, <laughs> Anything in the dining community, it's, yeah. it's definitely got its place. No, of course, in, in of course. Thing. Yeah, no. You, you know, know, I won't, I won't, I won't fault anyone for style. Yeah, no, like, no. Like, yeah, no. I'm not at all. I just, uh, just joking around. I know that Mystic Pizza is such a legendary, great spot, and um, you know, we we definitely love them, and I've I've definitely indulged, and it, it's it's a great place. And no, uh, when we when we first moved here, we were just absolutely thrilled and blown away to to head over there and have that experience. And I think so many people yeah. who visit the area are still, oh yeah, you know, just uh, just have a wonderful time and experience. Um, heading over to mystic pizza so yeah so the food the food community around here has just grown uh so much with um you know with great chefs like james and renee coupons and um you know there's just there's just in david standridge just uh too too numerous to mention but um you, you just can't go wrong and it's growing it continues to grow yeah, no, I mean, so many great places. I mean, they have Sift over there, which is uh, a great bakery I've heard about that I've 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 got to go out and try over there with um, 
I believe it's I believe it's Adam Adam Young. Is that yeah, is Adam? That, yeah, yeah, Adam. Yeah. So well, Adam's uh, he's got a tremendous tremendous place there with Sift and um, yeah. In Young Bonds, uh, his sister restaurant, uh, donut, donut and coffee shop across the street. Yeah, and I've I've got ties there. I have a I have a cousin who used to sing uh, sea shanties at Mystic Seaport, uh, hanging from the the you know the tops of the oh, wow. ships and everything. So definitely definitely a great time over Mystic, Connecticut. You definitely got to get out of there. Got uh, got to get out there, and you definitely have to check out. The wonderful Bob Florence and everything he's got going on at Maromi Shoyu, uh, such an incredible company. Everything they got going on, and Bob is tremendous, and he puts his heart and soul, as you've heard, into everything that he does. So you definitely gotta check him out. And Bob, just before you go, please, please, please let all the good people know where they can find you on Instagram, where they can find the company, the website. Uh, this is definitely your time to to let everyone know where they can find and purchase. The wonderful, as I like to call it, the nectar of the gods. Oh, thanks, Jeff. Yeah, yeah. So if, for all your listeners out there, you can find all our products online at romishowyou.com. And included in that, there's a list of specialty retail shops that uh, carry our product. Um, a lot of locations. We're up to almost 50 locations nationwide. Um, so check it out. You can check out if something's near you or you can order online. Um, we'll get it right out to you. Um, ordering is really easy. Uh, if you order over $50 with the product, shipping's free. And so, uh, so yeah, so we definitely do that. Instagram, I'm bob.florence on Instagram, and you can follow along with me, or you can follow along or also follow along at uh, Maromi Show You, um, also our Instagram handle. So you can follow both the company and me personally and i don't know if they're even separated anymore <laughs> just melded into one thing <laughs> that's awesome that's great and listen bob your your merch is awesome too i definitely got to purchase me a maromi shirt uh, it's on the docket i'm definitely going to do that and thank you so much for coming on the show i'm so glad i was able to have you on and highlight what you do because i've been a you know a fan from afar for a while and um i i'm so glad i got to pick your brain because Everything you talked about today was incredible and so interesting and, and, and inspiring uh, for sure and something I will remember for a long time. So thank you so much, Bob Florence, the uh, uh, co-founder and owner of Maromi Shoyu. Definitely go check them out, M-O-R-O-M-I-S-H-O-Y-U.com. And thank you so much, Bob. I hope you have a great night. Appreciate your time. You are the man. Uh, definitely want to have you back on the show sometime down the road to talk to talk to you about what Maromi's got going on. Uh, you know, down you know down the road. So thank you so much. Appreciate your know. time. Have a great night. Thank you, my. Thank friend. you, Jeff. Take care. Thanks, everyone. Thanks for thank you so much for listening to part two of a two-part podcast episode with my friend from Maromi, the great Bob Florence. Thank you so much, Bob, for coming on the show. I feel like I learned so much. You're an extremely interesting guy. I wish you, your wife, and Maromi nothing but the best. I'm looking forward to coming out someday soon to Mystic to come and visit Maromi. I feel like that'd be really cool. Onward and upward, my friend. Yet again, another episode of Sweeten Up is in the books. Thank you so much for listening. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe anywhere you get your podcasts we would greatly appreciate your feedback and support 
Thank you as always to my best friends, the guys who make it all possible, post-production and music, Morgan Luzzi, production and art director, Kurt Vinci, editor and writer, Nick Passacreta, and a special thanks as always to Devin Sapelli. My guests next week are two of my good friends and two incredibly, incredibly gifted individuals. I will be sitting down with professional athlete Ryan O'Rell, as well as the founder of Swimming Co., a brand new skateboard company here in Connecticut, the wonderful Richard Beck. At the age of 18, Ryan O'Rell being a pro athlete is super, super cool. I can't wait for you guys to hear this conversation, getting to chat with him about what it's like to be a pro athlete at such a young age, his thoughts on the future, and so much more. But until then, you know the deal. Stay safe, stay healthy. Love you all. Peace.